Morning friends, Doug Meyer here, Associate Pastor at Treach Memorial United Methodist Church and welcome to worship, man. We're really glad you're here today. So uh, today I get the, the privilege of following up on Pastor Daniel who started this last week with this series that we're calling, Why Am I Here? You know, when we planned this, gosh, months ago, we knew that it would be a part of the beginning of the, the new year. And I don't know about you, but I think I certainly do this. And we made an assumption that a lot of us do. We spend a little bit of time considering exactly that. Why am I here? What am I about? What's my purpose? Now, mind you, we're only 13 or 14 days into the new year. And it feels like we're already, you know, light years past the holidays. But I want you uh, to join me today in thinking about some of those really big questions. Um, I know I uh, spend some time thinking about those and I would imagine you do too. What, what is, what's this all about, right? Remember that old song back, I think it was in the 60s or 70s. Uh, what's it all about, Alfie? Uh, man, that's really gonna date me. But anyway, um, do you ever think about that? What's my significance? What am I here for? Do I have a purpose? Am I making a difference? Do I have any significance? Uh, those are really big, almost global questions. And sometimes they're overwhelming, especially when uh, I know a lot of us are, we're just on the front lines trying to um, get by, right? Trying to afford groceries or uh, filling up the car with a tank of gas or finding a COVID test or, hey, what do I do with my kids who are now out of school for a couple of days? These global questions seem uh, irrelevant, but hang in there with me because um, I think they're really gonna be more um, relevant to your life than you realize. I also gotta just tell you the truth. I kind of enjoy this kind of stuff. Uh, in part, it is because um, I'm realizing uh, kind of the, the timeliness of my life. And I'm not sound, trying to sound like depressive or morose or anything like that. But uh, if you divide, uh, the normal human person nowadays lives to be around 80. That would put me in what I'm gonna call Q4, <laughs> the fourth quarter of my life. And in part, because I've got a little extra time on my hands, I have the luxury of uh, these kind of deep in considerations and contemplations. And you know, whether you're just zooming through life right now, or you, like me, have some time to think about your life, um, this morning I invite you to just pay a little bit of attention. So um, I took some liberties, not a lot, but I wrote a little dialogue that um, I might have with Jesus and you might as well when we're trying to consider, gosh, those questions, right? Hey, Jesus, what's my purpose? What's the big plan for my life? What did you have planned out for me to do? Um, listen, throughout this will be a couple of different scriptures and um, comments that I'm pretty confident Jesus would say. Hey, Jesus, I'm trying to figure out my life and that exact plan that I'm pretty sure you have for my life. What, um, where do I need to start? In Matthew 22, Jesus says, um, love the Lord your God with your whole being. That's the most important thing. It's the first on the list. But there's a second to set alongside it. Love others as well as you love yourself. Everything else follows that. Well, Jesus, that's, um, you know, that's all good and fine, but I really thought you had something specifically for me, 
for Doug Meyer. Oh, Jesus would say, I didn't, I didn't realize you wanted something that specific. Well, he said, then uh, listen up to Luke 6. Here's a simple rule of thumb for your behavior. Ask yourself what you want people to do for you, then grab the initiative and do it for them. If you only love the lovable, do, do you expect a pat on the back for that? Sometimes I do. Run-of-the-mill sinners do that. If you only help those who help you, do you expect a medal? Garden variety sinners do that. If you only give for what you hope to get out of it, do you think that's charity? The stingiest of pawnbrokers does that. Jesus, you and I are not on the same page here. I really thought that you had a specific plan for me, Doug Meyer, in the year 2022. Oh, you wanted the Doug Meyer specific plan, he says. Well, let me, let me put it this way. Love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. When someone gives you a hard time, respond with the subtle moves of prayer for that person. Or perhaps, well, let me think of it and put it in a little more simplistic ways. My friend Paul put it this way. So here's what I want you to do, Doug Meyer. Take your everyday ordinary life, you're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work, you're walking around and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. My friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Join me in a prayer. Gracious God, open my heart and my mind, our hearts and our minds this morning as we hear your word and allow it to challenge and permeate what we think and what we do. Amen. Well, did you hear in that little conversation I had with Jesus, um, a little bit of my own confusion? I don't know about you, but I grew up thinking and hearing preachers say, God has a specific plan for you. And the word I heard in that was the word specific, as if that there would be a handout one day that would come down from uh, the holy highs and it would be with my name at the top and would say, Doug Meyer, open, follow these uh, directions. Well, I wonder, and I'm willing to propose this morning that I had that wrong, that indeed there are specific directions for my purpose and how to live with purpose, but not so much exactly what I'm supposed to do for my occupation, my vocation, perhaps even my calling. Could that be true? Could it be that what we are supposed to do is as simple as this, live our lives as Jesus would live our life if he were walking around in our shoes? Think about that. It sounds simplistic, yet all of a sudden, at the very same time, very, very complicated. Do everything we do like Jesus would do if Jesus were in our shoes. Okay, does that mean... So I would be a dad like Jesus would be a dad if Jesus were here? Yeah, I think so. Does that mean I would be a, a banker or a teacher or a carpenter or a plumber or a welder or a bus driver? I would do that like Jesus would do if Jesus were walking around in my shoes? Yeah, I think, I think that's what that means. So if it is as simple as that, why, why don't we do that?
Why don't you do that? Why don't I do that? I think maybe it's because our world today holds a different measurement of uh, importance and significance and, and difference making, right? We have a different metric, a different measure of the people who are uh, important. In the culture in which we live and do life, a lot of uh, things are measured by outward appearances. How you look, what you drive, where you li live, where your kid goes to school, what kind of grades they make and the college they get into and that whole measurement thing, right? Um, is that really a, a faith-filled, realistic measurement of life and of success and of significance? I, I think not, but I think that if I and you were honest, we would say that a lot of times the measurements we use for significance and success are not necessarily God-inspired, right? And maybe that's what we allow to get in our head and filter through and even come out in the form of our little egos when we say, well, no, 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 I want, I want the Doug plan. I want the, something very special just for me. And I read those texts like, we just now heard from Romans and Luke and John and Paul and Matthew and Mark and the words of Jesus who say, basically it's all of this. And that is what's called purposeful Christian living. I'd like to invite you today to think about what is it that you do on purpose, with purpose, every day. I know we all do all sorts of like just life stuff, eating, drinking, sleeping, rinse and repeat, taking the dog for a walk, taking the kids to school and all that kind of thing. But above, above and beyond that, what else is it that you consciously, intentionally, purposefully do every day? Do you allow yourself to uh, step out of uh, our little bubble? Do you attempt to serve others? Do you attempt to learn that there are other people different than you that are also really loved and embraced by God? You know, here we are on the eve before Martin Luther King Jr. Day, the day that our country is set aside to, to honor him and to hold close his teachings. And I wonder if maybe that ought to spur us on to uh, some time of contemplation and, and consideration. To answer that question of what is it I do on purpose with purpose? Do I allow the words of Jesus to permeate my life? Do I actually I turn the other cheek? Do I pray in, for my enemy? Do I um, serve the hungry, the homeless, the needy? Do I visit those in prison? You know, if we really want a master plan for our individual lives, what I would encourage us to do, and, and I say us when I include me, is sit down and read the gospel and uh, make some notes about just the very fundamental things of doing life with other people and allowing that to be the template that we lay over the other stuff of our lives, the ways in which we uh, have a career or make money or parent or what have you. When we ask the question, uh, why am I here? I think one of the answers is to live on purpose and with purpose for Christ. What do you say? If we focus all of our energy on doing that, then that is a life of value and of significance. 
if that touches, affirms, or holds up one other person, man, you and I are making a big difference in the world. Wouldn't you say? So I'd like to challenge you as I challenge myself to take a little bit of time over the next couple of days to think about what is it you do on purpose with purpose. And if maybe that list comes up short, challenge yourself to uh, do better, to go back and uh, reread Luke. Check out Luke 6. Check out uh, Romans 12. Check out, I could go on and on and on. If you need some list of things to check out, let me know. But friends, I know we can all uh, push harder. And uh, I know I'm going to try to. I hope you will too. So join me now as uh, we consider this and we go to God in prayer. Gracious God, I confess that uh, a lot of times I just find myself sleepwalking through life. I get up and I do that stuff that just is what I did yesterday and the day before yesterday. And um, I go home, I veg out, take the dog for a walk, and I turn around and do it all over again the very next day. God, keep putting in me this yearning for considering, am I making a difference in the world? Am I making a difference in one other person's life? Am I living the basic tenets that you taught and invited us to live? In advance for all of that and for your grace and goodness, I say thanks. Amen. Hey friends, thank you. Thank you for all the stuff that you do here to help us keep ministry going at Treat. And one of the big thanks is just, man, to your generosity. These are tough times, but you keep giving. And for that, we're grateful. You know, we provide all sorts of different ways for you to do that. You can give um, through the QR code. You can just click on that and it takes you to a little magic website where you can give some money. Um, you can text TMUMC to 45777. You can drop a check in the mail. Heck, there's all sorts of cool ways you can give, but no matter how you do it and whatever it is you can do, thanks. It's making a big difference in the life of Treach and in our community and beyond. Take care.